Hello and welcome to Arts Talk Radio. I'm Michael Hasted. We bring you interviews as well as news and reviews relating to all aspects of the arts in Holland, concentrating on events in Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam and everything in between or nearby. Arts Talk Radio Online. Interviews and features on the arts in English. This week, Amsterdam-based comedian Greg Shapiro will be reading the final extract from his book The American Netherlander, 25 Years of Expat Tales. But first, an event which over the past 10 or 11 years has grown to become a significant date on the Dutch cultural calendar. Delft is famous for many things, not least the numerous excellent festivals which take place there every year. Prominent among these is the Delft Fringe Festival, and I went along to the event's headquarters where I spoke to the festival's director, Rolf Funken. In previous years, the festival has taken place in many and varied locations around the city, but I couldn't help noticing that this year things were going to be rather different. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> we're uh, yeah, it's it's completely different. I uh, I must admit, we're going online this year. Last time we spoke was uh, two years ago for the 2019, and that was the biggest and best. And the festival generally was getting much bigger and much better. And then you were uh, suffered the same fate as everybody else with the dreaded COVID-19. And last year's festival was cancelled. So this year it's entirely online. So give me some numbers. Well, we uh, still have 30 performers, and that will count to over 400 moments or of, of you, uh, um, moments you can view or watch the, the performances. Uh, we uh, worked with a, uh, a small team, but a, a, st- a strong and steady team of uh, 13 uh, people. And with, a, with the help of volunteers, we were able to record all the performances because we had to do that in advance and not uh, uh, go for the live stream uh, uh, this year because of the huge amount of money it costs to to organize uh, that uh, sort of uh, performances. But uh, I think the most numbers are uh, 11 days online, um, 30 uh, uh, creators, yeah. I mean, one of the joys of of, of festivals of of this type, wherever you go, Edinburgh or or anywhere else, is is the variety of venues that you find. You find and use places which are not normally used for performance. Now you're going to lose that element. So how's this been done? How have you recorded these artists? Well, uh, it's a good point you said uh, you uh, you just made because I think that's very important to 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 uh, uh, to show this uh, uh, various uh, uh, locations we have. But we decided to use the Cigarefabriek, an old fabric in the city center of Delft, to use as our uh, studio, and we recorded all the performances at the same place, but with some uh, uh, light changing uh, the the completely uh, um, or the the Cigarefabriek completely changed every uh, performance uh, uh, again so um, we also interviewed a lot of locations who were uh, uh, asked to host this year at uh, the, the, the performances so they will give a personal welcome at the di- different locations in the city center of Delft and then we 
uh, 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 will make the switch to the cigar fabrique. And were there a small live audience for any of them to give some atmosphere and reaction and applause? Yeah, I think there was the small crew of uh, uh, just a small crew and some volunteers. So I think maybe six people they had to perform uh, for, but that was for the most of them just enough to get a bit of feedback and 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 and, and uh, yeah um, feedback to 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 play their performance. So what have you got? What what are the various acts and performances? Well, it's quite different again. We have like cabaret, dance, theater, music, uh, opera. Uh, so we have this diversity of genres and. That's that's the fringe thing we uh, could ha uh, hold on to. Just young creators, uh, a variety of uh, 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 genres. So I think, yeah, it's it's a good online edition. We've, um, uh, yeah, we could. Uh, and they're mainly Dutch. I think it's not quite yet an international festival. Well, we have I think um, over ten performances that are language no problem, and uh, you can think of music or uh, dance uh, performances as well. And we have this new page on our website just to help you uh, uh, to find the language no problem for performances because it's one of our goals for the upcoming four years to uh, yeah to make the festival not more international but more um, um, uh, diverse yeah diverse yeah thank you yeah yeah <laughs> because we think it's really important just also in Delft with TU with a lot of expats uh, or international students uh, yeah we we find it very important to have some uh, performances also for them and I think you have, I don't like to use the word gimmick, but you have an interesting um, promotion, promotional thing which you're launching in the Market Square, the centre of Delft, what's that? Yeah, we have this collaboration with the TU, uh, TU Delft uh, this year. Um, we're uh, asked uh, students to design a new pavilion, a festival pavilion, um, and they, it came out as a wooden origami rabbit, seven metres high. <laughs> in pink so it will be humongous <laughs> it will be on the, the market square from the 27th of may till the 6th of june and it will come back every year for the for the for all the years coming up uh, and it will be the, the the link between the offline world and our online festival so you can get uh, you can go to the market get some information about the festival and watch this yeah well uh crazy rabbit that's on the on the market square yeah so the festival itself, if you've got so many acts and so many performances spread over a, what, 10-day period, then it's going to be almost uh, morning to night viewing. Yeah, we'll start every day with a daily fringe. It's just a, a short report just to get you your day started. And um, then we have uh, around noon, we have our uh, lunch performances. So you can, yeah, when you're done with your work and you just want to grab a coffee or uh, uh, eat some bread, you can watch a performance. And then we'll start um, in the afternoon around four uh, with some performances, uh, more family theater. Um, and from seven uh, in the evening till uh, 11, you can watch all different performances. So yeah, it's an, when, whenever you like it, you can watch, you can enjoy the festival. Yeah, and I, I suppose you can watch these at any time. You don't have to watch them when they're first broadcast. You can watch them later. Yeah, we do uh, have our timetable because we think it's very important to stick to the timetable to get, just get the festival feeling. So it's not a Netflix. It's not on demand. But you, if you missed a performance on the Monday, you can watch it again on Tuesday on another time. But yeah. And, and looking forward, hopefully this time next year, we'll all be back to normal, I hope. But as we were saying before, there is maybe a danger of, of too many theatres thinking that maybe that going online is the way to go because they can get much bigger audiences. How do you feel about that? 
Well, I'm a bit afraid of that too, but I can't say, I can't say that we won't go for the online edition the next year. I think we've learned some uh, uh, things about online and we will adapt them to the festival like the daily fringe uh, that will be a thing we will will keep in mind and just just hold on to but we will bring back the performances in all different locations in the city center because the festival is not only about discovering up-and-coming talent but it's also discovering new people just who lives together with you in, in, in this country. Yeah, I mean, it isn't even just going to the events. It's actually wandering around town, going to the different venues and stopping at a bar on the yeah. way and off to the next place. It really is a, a, a complete experience. Uh, for, for the online performance, for the recording, you must have invested a lot of money. I take it wasn't just you with your iPhone uh, filming. Them. It's a big investment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think I'm, uh, we're quite lucky as an organization that our head of production is also a, a camera uh, man. Uh, this yeah, the, yeah. And uh, the head of program is also an audio specialist. So they could produce the festival uh, with a, a small team around them. So you did it yourself. You didn't actually bring in a, in a, a production team. Yeah, exactly. And we're lucky that we have uh, uh, this, those two people in our team who have this uh, direct connection and can make it easy to uh, to access the the, the 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 gear we needed because it's really really expensive if we have to uh, uh, yeah if we have to get people over here to do it for us. I mean, I, I've, I mean I've seen other events where they've virtually set up an entire television studio in a hall somewhere. I mean, I hate to imagine what that costs. Yeah, well, I've heard some numbers about 50,000 euros just to uh, do one performance. Well, we did 30 performances for around, I think, 10, 15,000 euros. So, and it does not say, it, it doesn't say anything about the quality because I just saw some uh, videos and it looks absolutely really good. So uh, there's a high quality uh, and I'm super proud of the whole team who managed this crazy decision just to go online. Just to add one other point to how we uh, uh, filmed the, the performances, we decided just to do one takers. So every performer had just only one chance, like they were in the theater. And if someone had made a mistake, they had to solve it in their performance. And we did not this uh, different editing skills just to we want to give the people the yeah, the feeling of that you are watching a dance performance and not a dance movie or something like that i really can't wait to 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 celebrate the festival in the in the city center and i hope that people will um, come and join us for the the real life festival but for for then we have to do it by the things we have. The, the theaters won't be opening in May. It will be June uh, at uh, uh, well, hopefully in June. But then the festival already be, will be finished. So yeah, I would say join our theatrical binge watch marathon online. <laughs> and the dates: 27th of May till 6th June. Okay, thanks very much. That's Ralph Funken of the Delft Finge Festival. Thank you.
was the excellent Steel Sheep, who we discovered at the 2019 Delft Fringe Festival. And before that, I was talking to the festival director, Rolf Funken. Arts Talk magazine provides the perfect companion to Arts Talk Radio with reviews and previews in English of cultural events in Holland. Whatever your interest in the arts, our international team of writers will always provide something new and exciting to see online. That's Arts Talk magazine, all one word, dot NL. Arts Talk magazine, dot NL. For the past three programmes on Arts Talk Radio, Amsterdam-based comedian Greg Shapiro has been reading from his book, The American Netherlander, 25 Years of Expat Tales. This week... He reads the final extract. episode, it's time for Chapter 3, Pulp Fiction, The Rewrite. The quote, You know what the funniest thing about Europe is? It's those little differences. I mean, they got the same shit over there that we got here, but it's just, there, it's a little different. Quentin Tarantino via John Travolta. Now, for many English speakers around the world, it's like, Everything I needed to know about Amsterdam, I learned from that one scene in Pulp Fiction. John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, talking about the hash bars, the coughs in Amsterdam, and frites with mayonnaise. Ew. I still remember the thrill of watching Pulp Fiction in 1994 at the Criterion Cinema. The sneak preview. For the crew of the Boom Chicago Comedy Theater, Tuesday night was sneak preview night. Because in the Netherlands, the films would always premiere on a Wednesday. Meaning, the actual film reels in their canisters would have to be delivered to the cinemas to be premiered. Now, if the film reels would arrive a day early, that's what they would show on the Tuesday night for the sneak preview. Sometimes it would be a Danish film with Dutch subtitles and we'd be out of luck. But sometimes it would be a Hollywood movie like The Fugitive with Dutch actor Jeroen Krabbe, not too shabby. So imagine our surprise when not only was it the much-hyped Pulp Fiction as we'd been hoping, but there was an entire scene about life in Amsterdam. There was John Travolta on the big screen saying, you can walk into a movie theater in Amsterdam and buy a beer. And I don't mean like no paper cup neither. I'm talking about a glass of beer. And there I was in a movie theater in Amsterdam with a glass of beer. It was like, whoa, he's talking to me. Now, I watched Pulp Fiction again recently and I realized there is new meaning to that quote about the little differences. Those little differences between the U.S. and Europe are now pretty big differences. But even bigger are the differences in the Netherlands between 1994 and the Netherlands now. 
In fact, if Quentin Tarantino would remake Pulp Fiction today, the dialogue would have to be somewhat different. For example, 1994. So tell me again about the hash bars in Amsterdam. Rewrite. So tell me again about the coffee shops in Amsterdam. Hash bars? No. Coffee shops? Yes. In Amsterdam, hash bars are called coffee shops because in the late 1960s, there was a certain cafe with a certain regular patron who was certain to sell you marijuana if you knew to use the term coffee shop. Then came hash bars, known as coffee shops. Now, the fact that they chose an English language term makes me think that the first customer was definitely British. And the original coffee shop was actually called Mellow Yellow, and it was forced to close in 2017. Legend has it, Quentin Tarantino used the term coffee shop in the first draft of his screenplay, but Americans were so confused he had to change the term to hash bar. But hey, American terminology is not much better. In America, a common term for pharmacy is drugstore. In Amsterdam, you can watch tourists ask, where's the drugstore? And then watch as they are directed to the coffee shop. Dialogue from 1994. You can't just go into a restaurant and start puffing away. I mean, they want you to smoke it in your home or certain designated places. Now, since 2007, Dutch non-smoking laws include both restaurants and the certain designated places known as coffee shops. If Pulp Fiction were remade today, the dialogue would have to be a little bit different. Rewrite. They want you to smoke it in your home or in certain designated places. And the designated places are called coffee shops. Now, technically, the designated places are smoking rooms inside the coffee shops. What, you can't smoke inside the smoke shop? The only way you can smoke is if they have a smoking area. A smoking area? Yeah, you know. It has to be a specially constructed, hermetically sealed smoking area inside the coffee shop, you know, to protect all the people who don't smoke. What are you doing in a coffee shop if you don't smoke? I don't know. I don't know. 1994, hash is legal, but it ain't 100% legal. In fact, hash in the Netherlands is 100% illegal, but Dutch police chose to decriminalize marijuana since it is a soft drug. Rewrite, hash has never been legal. It's just that soft drugs are tolerated. Soft drugs like mushrooms? Not exactly. Since 2008, you can get some kinds of mushrooms, but not the good ones, like dried mushrooms. Well, what if I buy the mushrooms and dry them myself? No one does that. Why not? Because all you got to do is ask for truffles. 1994, get a load of this. If the cops stop you in Amsterdam, it's illegal for them to search you. That's a right the cops actually don't have. A rewrite. Oh yeah, it's different since 2001. After 9-11, the cops can now search you whenever they want. Damn. And if they search you, you better have valid ID with the government-approved photo on it, or you can be arrested. It's like back in Germany. You have to have your papers, and your papers must be correct. 1994, it breaks down like this. It's legal to buy it, it's legal to own it, and if you're the proprietor of a hash bar, it's legal to sell it. 
rewrite. If you're the proprietor of a hash bar, it's legal to sell it. But since 2012, it's only legal to sell it if your coffee shop is beyond 250 meters of a school. Well, what if it's not? Then they'll shut you down like they did the first ever coffee shop called Mellow Yellow. Oh, because it was too close to a school? Well, the school is no longer a school. It's actually now a health club. And your coffee shop can't be too close to the border with Belgium. And you have to check the passports of all your clientele to make sure there are no tourists. No tourists? Who exactly is smoking this hash? Mostly tourists. Why would you keep the people out of the hash bar who are the only people who want to go to the hash bar? But it's still legal to buy it. It's legal to own it. Is it legal to grow it? No. Well, where does the hash come from then? I don't know. Hash fairies? But they're going to make it legal, right? They got to make hash legal. Actually, hash is right now more legal in America than it is in the Netherlands. You've got to be smoking something to believe that. So, in conclusion, since 1994, those little differences are indeed a little different. This is Greg Shapiro reading The American Netherlander, 25 Years of Expat Tales. If you want to hear more, check out the audiobook at storytell.nl. And if you want to buy the book itself, you can find it at hollandbooks.nl. Arts Talk Radio Online. So that's all for this week. But please join us for the next edition of Arts Talk Radio. If you have any comments, we'd be pleased to hear from you. And if you click on the subscribe button, you'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest programmes. My name is Michael Hasted, and so for the moment, it's goodbye. <laughs>